Hello everyone, it's um, great to see you and wonderful to be in this uh, seat again. It's been a while and I'm really looking forward to exploring with you this evening or this lunchtime or this morning, depending where you are. So as, uh, as people are, are just coming in, um, we're coming up to uh, 30 minutes past, so we'll start with uh, 10 minutes of, of sitting, uh, followed by uh, the verse of the robe. So thank you uh, very much, Jessica, for offering the bell this evening.
these would be, say with me, the verse of the robe. Vast is the robe of liberation, a formless field of benefaction. Wearing the universal teaching, I realize the one true nature, thus harmonizing all being. Vast is the robe of liberation, a formless field of benefaction. Wearing the universal teaching, I realize the one true nature, thus harmonizing all being. Vast is the robe of liberation, a formless field of benefaction. Wearing the universal teaching, I realize the one true nature, thus harmonizing all being. <clears throat> Welcome everyone. It's, it's wonderful to feel the threads of connection across the, the northern hemisphere tonight. So here, here we are together. If you're here in Europe, moving into a, a winter's evening, you will have done many things and thought many thoughts today. I wonder how that's been for you as you remember this precious day. Perhaps you're thinking, that went well, that was lovely, that was really hard. If you're in the United States, perhaps it's lunchtime, you're feeling hungry after your morning activities and you have the afternoon in prospect. Perhaps you have an appointment to attend, perhaps a challenging one or a particular task to do. And if you're in Hawaii, you have a whole day of moments in front of you. Perhaps you've looked at the early morning view from your window and thought, I'm not looking forward to that. That will be lovely. It will be good to get that job done. If we think about the smallest activities we have probably all done today, one of them that unites us, even if we've only just got, got up, is we've probably held some cutlery, a knife, a fork or a spoon. And I wonder how and in what context you've held cutlery today, where your thoughts were when you were using it, how tightly or loosely you gripped it, how you placed it on a table, or lifted it up from a table. And for a moment, just, I would invite you to just look at the hands which have held cutlery across the Northern Hemisphere and the different expressions of the way that will be held in your own unique way. My inquiry question today is, how do we see and feel into the depths this life, into the wonder, beauty and terror? And how do we take care of what prevents this happening? How do we take care of the whole piece? Perhaps we can feel, in, in, feel into it in our most difficult and challenging moments, perhaps just or just standing in the corner of a street, or at this very moment, 
Is it possible in this moment to feel and see into the depths of this life? In 2018, at the uh, last Swiss retreat, Flint reflected on this. He said, I'm thinking of a leaf. I had a strange experience yesterday on the walk in the afternoon on our own. I'd gone pretty high up the road and I stopped in the beautiful sunlight and I was just looking across the valley to the mountains up to the glaciers in the road between the trees and it was very peaceful and beautiful and quiet. And from one of the trees on the other side of the road in the valley, a leaf started coming. It wasn't like in this fall when the leaves are blowing. It was only one leaf. It was coming straight at me in the sunlight and it came and just fell to my feet. And there was something about that moment that was everything. It sounds maybe ridiculous and small, but it's beyond language. The letting go, the receiving, the fullness of everything in that one leaf, that one meeting, the entering of the universal through the particular. When I was practicing with this question this week um, in preparation for the talk, partly, but also it's one of the questions that I keep very close to me all the time. I found a Dharma talk from Suzuki Roshi, which he gave on the 20th of July, 1969. It was the day Apollo 2 landed on the moon. He said, a life is limitlessly deep. Our life is limitlessly deep. When we go to the moon, I'm not sure we are following the best direction for human beings. I don't know what we are doing. Instead of seeking for some set success in the objective world, we try to experience the everyday moments of our life more deeply. Enjoy your life in each moment. Observe what you have now and truly live in your surroundings. And he'd been the previous day to an island owned by the Nature Conservancy Council. And he was so touched by his meeting there and his experience there, that he compared going to the moon with actually just staying in one place, just really going deep into the life you have, wherever you are. Ed Brown, who was the um, previously the Tenzo, the head cook at uh, Tassajara, was once reflecting on the the practice of um, offering a small portion of the meal to the Buddha statue in the Buddha Hall, which is a, a practice that happens from the kitchen to the, the Buddha Hall. And uh, he said, I used to find that when I was cook at Tassahara, I used to find this really annoying, like I've got things to do and you want me to put some food in these little doll dishes so that somebody can put it on the altar and the Buddha isn't even going to eat it, not even going to smell it. What does the Buddha care if you've put some food there or not? And then he said, and you know, 
about 20 years later. These things take a while sometimes, but I thought, wow, what a great thing. You know, you put the food in the dishes and you take it up and you put it on the altar and then you bow. And then you turn and you walk away and the Buddha doesn't say anything, doesn't say, thank you, nice meal, love the crepes. So what you do is you make your effort and you offer it. This is my offering. And then you leave. You make your effort and you offer it. This is my offering. And then you leave. David Chadwick, the biographer of Suzuki Roshi, was once asked to summarize what he had learned from him. And he said, well, if I have to, he said, it's just do it, just do it. And if we take out the wow, what a great thing, which I think Ed Brown added for comic effect, I think in his piece we have just do it. And what I find really interesting is Ed Brown is describing the same activity, the same ceremony, but he has reframed it. He's speaking from a different perspective, not from a perspective of preference, but from the gift of the limitless depth of ceremony and practice. It's interesting that when we come to practice, the emphasis is not really on beliefs. We're invited to do something, either within the ceremony of Zazen, such as walking, or to support the ceremony in the Zendo through taking on a role, or to extending it outside the Zendo through tasks such as cooking or cleaning. And Flint emphasised in a recent inquiry talk that much of our practice is actually taking care. It, it matches our practice of zazen, which extends into our practice of taking care. And one of my questions around how do we see into the depths of our lives is how do we extend our practice of taking care to our own lives outside the zendo? It's difficult, isn't it, to describe to somebody the experience of being in an online or in-person zendo. And I've shared this with UK people, but um, I'll share this with you now that when um, we have a retreat here in Lancaster, I have to consult the city council about whether I need to um, pay an insurance premium for our activity. So when I phone them up, they say, well, what do you do? And I say, well, we sit in chairs or on the floor for quite long periods of time. And then we walk around the room and then we come back to our seats and we listen to talks which are related to sitting and walking around the room. And he said, I don't think you need to pay an insurance premium for that. There is no risk in this activity. Actually, there is a risk in this activity because if we engage wholeheartedly in practice and in the roles that we are asked to uh, inhabit, to perform, 
there's a risk that we might actually see into the depths of our own lives. And there's a possibility that we can begin to reframe how our relationship with our life outside the Zendo. And I've been thinking about this reframing thing and how I talk to myself about what I do. And if I take Ed Brown's example and apply it to some of the things I find more difficult and reframe it in just in just kind of outlining, okay, what, what am I doing without the emotional flavour that I put into it, it completely changes the, my relationship with the activity. And I would, I would guess that the practice of zazen and the practice of um, taking care allows us to um, actually reframe our, our lives in this present moment. I had an opportunity to do this just recently. Um, Trudy has been leading um, her Komi uh, weekends and longer um, periods of Hakomi in Lancaster for uh, 12 years. We've, she's led 65 weekends with other colleagues. And um, we had our last one um, uh, two weeks ago. And I was reflecting on what I had been doing during those 12 years, during those 65 weekends. And conventionally, I could say I've responded to inquiries, I've taken bookings, I've bought refreshments, I've greeted participants, and I've assisted in the sessions. But when I reframed it, I realised that as soon as somebody contacts me about the possibility of coming to Hakomi or is interested in it, um, I begin to develop a, a relationship with them straight away, a relationship of welcoming and informing and supporting them to come to the, the practice if that's what they want to do. And um, then that moves forward to really what I offer during the beginning of the weekend, which is I usually go to the door and I, I welcome people as they arrive. Sometimes I don't know who, who they are. I've met them online. And I've had the deep practice of saying to people, you're welcome here, and to support them to be nourished by the practice. And I've been able to take care of the environment and the practice throughout those weekends. And on the um, penultimate weekend, the University of the Third Age had a, an event uh, quite close to ours. Um, and the University of the Third Age is about learning in later life. And they had an exhibition of um, Japanese art. So I went down to welcome our people and they were welcoming their people. And then they welcomed me and they said, you could come to our, our meetings if you like. And they felt like there was a festival of welcoming to um, 
almost to end our time of offering Hakomi, and it was very beautiful. There's um, an entryway I've recently had to um, really seeing into the depths of this life is when um, Flint uh, taught us the the way of um, arranging the Pantoum poems, which um, is a particular kind of formula to allow you to write uh, poetry. And I, I, I don't write poetry, but this particular um, exercise was a very beautiful um, way into it because the first question was, what do you normally, what do you do regularly in your life? And the first line is what you do regularly um, that's integral to your life. And my first line was, uh, I, I wonder about things. Um, so I'm going to read you my uh, Pantoum poem because um, it was an entryway into this practice um, to encourage you to have your own entryways. So this is my poem, just wondering about things. And then some of the lines are repeated because there's a formula. Just wondering about things. Looking through a window, I see a woman passing by. During a winter's dawn, children's cries from the schoolyard. Parents hold children's hands on the way to school. Looking through a window, I see a woman passing by. Tenderness. Parents hold children's hands on the way to school. The whole play is always thus. Tenderness. A sycamore sheds its last leaf. The whole play is always thus. Everything meets my eyes. A sycamore sheds its last leaf. During a winter's dawn, children's cries from the schoolyard. Everything meets my eyes. Just wondering about things. And just to complete uh, my piece today, I'll repeat what uh, Ed Brown said once you uh, have offered, made your offering to the Buddha. He said, so what you do is you make your effort and you offer it. This is my offering. And then you leave. And I would say, and then you start again. Our life is limitlessly deep. Thank you very much. And if some of those uh, questions have um, made you curious and you'd like to meet me to explore them, I would love that. So thank you very much. Hi, Cassie. Hi, Josh. Good to Hi. see you. Um, I, what's what struck me or what, you know, the words that landed that then started doing the repeating thing in my head was limitless depth. Mm. And I, I just fell into that with um, not, you know, the idea of, of going deeper, but the idea of expansiveness of, you know, I've been um, working here lately on, um, I guess my compassion and being more tender or, uh, or allowing myself to be as, you know, the depth of tenderness that 
is mm-hmm. is me <laughs> that I, you know, can try and hide, you know, unsuccessfully. Um, so I guess my question is around uh, attuning to that aspiration. Mm-hmm. Okay, so from, you know, when I've seen you just in previous weeks and, and this morning, I kind of feel you're, you're tenderizing yourself, which is the, seems to me the, um, you know, the entryway, really. Um, and, and you talked about um, falling into it. And I think, um, you know, it's the reverse of fear of falling. We often have, you know, on the ice or something. I, you know, you make yourself available to fall into this experience. Um, mm. Because it, I, there's, I have that feeling it takes you. You know, it doesn't, you don't, you make yourself available to the beauty and the terror and the wonder. Um, and something around that, I think. Yeah, that, that brings tears to my eyes. I, you know, that felt uh, very much in accord with uh, what I'm doing and, and giving language to, uh, to it, which mm. I think is uh, rare or almost impossible. So, yeah. I mean, when you, when you take a photograph, do you, you see into the depth of life? Do you get that sense of, do you ask yourself a question? What am I, you know, what, what is there here? <laughs> I do. And I often ask the question after the photo was taken. Mm. It's, you know, what, you know, you take the photo and then you, in the digital age, we can immediately look at it. And mm. then that's when, like, I ask that question of what am I intuiting with and what is being reflected? And and then, you know, take another shot that goes, that holds that intention. Mm-hmm. Because there's something, there's something you're doing to create such beauty. So mm. maybe, maybe you're kind of not aware yeah. <laughs> that you're doing it. <laughs> But you are. You know, it's a great. That's the entryway too. What? 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 What are you doing? You know. What yeah. do you love doing? Thanks, Josh. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you, Cassie. We have two next. Hi, Sue. Hi, Josh. Thank you. This was a. A very touching talk for me. Um, I was struck by your term, I think you used the term kind of restructuring. Reframing. Reframing things. And I was just reminded we had house guests for about four days, five days, and I got tired. I got tired. And, you know, then I would sort of think, well, can't they see I'm tired? Can't they help me? Can't they do do that? (laughs) And I got into this funny thing that I haven't been in for a long time. And 
then my immediate reaction is, oh, you'd better change. You better change. But the idea of change and the idea of reframing, they're not change. You better change yourself comes with. <laughs> but reframing. I mean, wow. Yeah. It sounds like there's some possibilities for you in in a in a change of perspective or reframing. Yeah. I mean, it's just so, it's open. And I guess it could be like Cassie was talking about, kind of limitless, yeah. you know, depth or width or whatever. I mean, it, it, it's limitless. It really is limitless. And I think one thing, you know, I have to watch out for is not to make it a project, you know, that... Yes. Because then it's work. Then it, it, you can't fall into something if you're working like that. Sometimes, you know, when, I can't. sometimes it's just funny, you know, when Ed Brown was talking about it, it. You know, at least there's some humor in it, even if you, what you're describing is still quite painful. You know, it's still not what, you know, you don't really want people to stay that long. Um, but but it maybe it, it kind of helps some kind of equanimity or perspective to you know to have that I think yeah it's, and you know maybe you just have to ask <laughs> or yeah. you know I mean there are just so many things yeah. that that one can do instead of just expecting others to notice or. I mean, it's, I've been just fascinated thinking about it since. And then you talked about this, the uh, reframing, and I thought, oh, well, that's a wonderful way to keep thinking about it. So I thank you for that. I, 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 um, you know, there's some in, even more inquiry for you to, to carry forward. Mm -hmm. so, great. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And Bridget's next. Hi, Bridget. I think we've conversed one-to-one -one before, but I really appreciate your talk, and especially the idea of reframing. And, and I want to repeat what you said. Much of our practice of taking care how do we extend that to taking care of ourselves outside this window? Yeah. And um, you may or may not have been on these calls when I've remarked that my younger son, who's 35, has, is estranged from me now. He's not chosen to want to talk to me. And um, But as a mother, I don't want to not have any contact. So I've sent some text about once a month or every six weeks. But with the holiday approaching, I find myself getting caught up in in reflecting on what what should I say this year, and it, you've given me an idea of reframing it so that if I just offer one statement, um, I've been doing some some journaling about him and his growth over the years, and I sort of made two columns, you know, things that were awesome and things that were challenging over his growth and getting him to maturity. But I, I would wonder if you have any ideas um, how I make sure that I'm not just trying to 
Um, I don't know. I just, it's hard for me to explain. I, in other words, the idea of make your effort, um, then, you know, make your effort. This is my offering and then let it go. Um, because I don't expect any responses. I haven't res heard any responses to the other. And yet yeah. I don't want because I'm not going to divorce my son. Yeah. And I think sometimes, you know, making your effort is heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. but you can still offer it. Um, and, 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 and feel what's in your heart. Um, it, it's more like um, something around, and Flint's talked about, practice as a change of perspective mm -hmm. um, but to do it with real kindness real self-kindness so that mm -hmm. it doesn't become a project mm -hmm. uh, and uh, you know that it that it's wholesome and helpful but mm -hmm. so, but sometimes offering something is heartbreaking mm -hmm. and maybe it's the care of our hearts and you know being with people who can support us important as well mm -hmm. um, it, it's not it's as simple and not as simple as saying this is my offering and turning away because it, it always comes with probably usually comes with something but you're offering it to something vast mm -hmm. um, i'm going to keep that perspective of something vast vast um, yeah. <laughs> Because um, it makes me feel more calm just talking to you about it. This is the, the you know, the, this really is helpful. And I want to give you a deep bow of gratitude. Great to meet you. Thank you. And, and I, I wish you well in your, uh, in, in going forward with it. All right. Thank you. Bridget. Bye. Jill will be next. Hi, Jill. Hello. Hello. Good to see oh, you. Nice to see you too. That was a lovely talk. I feel very moved and I've not been a um the Sangha for a couple of weeks, so I feel very um steadied and grounded by seeing you and just hearing your your words. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Mm. Yeah. makes such a difference um, practicing online in person with people uh, it's such a good reminder um, for me um, I was thinking about well, I, I wanted to tell you a wee story and then ask you a question about it um, so I was down with my parents after a lovely but very busy weekend so was feeling quite depleted in energy um, and had you know given my offering and got my dad to bed and got my mom and and taken myself off to bed early so that I could be you know resourced for the next day and um my lovely elderly dogs, um, increasingly incontinent, and so is taken to nighttime waking and yowling. And uh, <laughs> so this was happening 
And I just was like, oh, no, really, this can't be happening. And uh, but it was such an interesting. So I, I was, and I was also concerned she was going to wake my parents, and and so it was all like, ah, oh, really, this is not what I need right now. And um, so I was going down to see Millie, my dog, and was being quite stern and just like, right, you've got to be quiet, and this has got to stop. And uh, so. I think on literally about my 10th time down, funnily enough, she wasn't doing what I was. I just thought, actually, she's really disturbed and she's frightened. And mm. so I just lay down with her and gave her a cuddle and she just settled immediately. And so did I. Um, when you when you did, when you said so, you know, your shoulders relaxed, like so i just lay down with her like there was something you fell into something like well it's sort of, yeah it's like okay yeah. yeah yeah and it i feel really moved or because obviously we all just have a finite resource and um and I think my question is, what do I do with my panic of when I don't think I'm going to be enough to do give the offering? Or because that panic then really takes me away from just the the wonder of the moment. And that, so it's and it feels like it's you know yeah. You feel like you shouldn't be panicking when you're facing all of this. Do you feel like it? Well, it's not very helpful. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Or even panic is okay, but it's that low-level anxiety of oh, I'm not going to cope, or like oh, this is all too much, and uh, and as I say, it's just. It's a lot, so... <laughs> what you're describing is really hard. It's really hard um, on, on many levels. And it feels like, um, you know, the things that come up, the panic, maybe the opinion about the panic, um, you know, how do you, it's like, how can you be kind with yourself? Yeah. You're facing a lot. It's, um, how can you just keep being kind to yourself in the way that you, what would you say to a friend? What would you say? Just pretty much what you're saying to me. Yeah. And, and knowing that you're, you're doing your best, lots come up, you know, with families, with, and, and you're, you're really describing, you know, the, the, in some ways, you know, the most challenging aspect of how do you fall into the depths of this life? Yeah. yeah. And you, this is what you're, what you're meeting right now. This is the big, big challenge. And I, I really want to um, kind of reach out and say, you know, I, I see that. Mm. I, see, I see the pain. And... Um, in this moment, 
I hope you can feel you know the support because it's totally. I absolutely it? can. Yeah. And just keep coming back to to friends and loved ones and yeah. yeah. And, and and you know whatever whatever you know said in a dharma talk is they're just possibilities. Just hold them lightly. Yeah. Don't make them a project and, and love yourself. Mm. Yeah. Thanks, Josh. See you, John. <clears throat> ah, he's next. Hello, Rob. <clears throat> Hi, Josh. Oh. I'm in semi-dark. Can you see me? I can. You're you're um you're very visible. Okay. Um delight to hear you. Um and particularly when you were talking about your welcoming role mm. and be reminded of you you really welcomed me uh, when I made my inquiry about Hakomi and when I turned up all fresh and unknowing on the residential and mm. <laughs> I I I um the welcome was so um, full mm. um, that I really, really wondered what I'd stumbled across. That really touches me. Thank you for for seeing seeing that. Mm. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, it's lovely to be reminded. Mm. You know, I think the wonder is, is um, we'd corresponded and then um, I had a sort of sense of you from your messages and, and then, you know, there's the wonder of, oh, this is, this is wrong, you know, here she is, mm. um, wonder of appearance. Mm. And that's, that's, um, that's a quite an amazing thing. Mm. Yeah, I mean, as you say that now, it was, uh, you know, I have this sort of sense of something really expanded in that moment when I met you, because there was a, there was a presence. Hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. It's very precious. And, you know, you have that, we have that one moment of opportunity to, to connect and meet and see. Yeah. But I want to, um, I don't know how on earth I'm going to frame this, oh. but I I have a, like a real practice dilemma mm. going on. You know, I'm, um, I won't talk about the details, but I, I'm going to see some family this oh. week. And I have been awake in the night feeling so angry and so sore and um, uh, if I was just thinking of me I wouldn't go mm. and that would be um, 
that would be a kind of progress for me. But actually, I want to take care of more mm. than that. Mm. And I'm prioritizing a few things, I, a few people I want to take care of. Mm. But somehow I have to go. It's, I'm just with, like, how do I really take care? How do I bow to all of this? to kind of somehow contain all the the anger, the hurt. Sometimes I'm in contact with much more depth, much more sense of the suffering involved for all of us. So what what comes to mind? I wonder if you could actually embody it physically before you go. Your altar, and you you take it there, and you um, perhaps find some space to continue to bow internally or externally, if that's possible. Um, So you take an embodied practice to take care of you. I'm I'm smiling because that's exactly what I was picturing as you were talking. Yeah. Yeah. As you were talking earlier, it's like that because bowing it does it it does something for me. Hmm. And yeah. Yeah. It, it and I also had that feeling when you said, you know, that's what you were thinking is actually you kind of know how to do this. You, know, you you have the resources to do it. It's just very, very painful. Mm. You'd already thought, well, you know, there's something in, in the possibility of kind of embodying it. Yeah. Saying, this is my offering, and turning away. And um, as I said, you know, previously, it doesn't mean it's not heartbreaking. Yeah, that touched me when you said that to Bridget. Yeah. Offer, offer it to the vastness of being. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And way beyond our family. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. I felt, as you spoke earlier, I felt the, I felt the responsibility, but not in a burdened way. Yeah. It's like I have a practice. Hmm. Yeah, bow. Yeah. And let it go. You know. Or or not. It'll do do what it'll do. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I seems to me it's always like and see what happens with no no expectation who knows what'll what it'll happen what'll happen when you bow you you turn and walk away but you don't know what the it seems Mm. to me you know what the consequence will be but your intention what is your intention i think that's important to offer it to the vast space. Thank you. 
Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Ra. Go well. And we have Rosemary. Brilliant inquiry, Josh. Hi, Josh. Hi, thank you so much. Good to see you. Um, somehow your talks always hit a vulnerable chord. Okay. And um, so when you were talking about um, welcoming people, So um, everybody knows, I guess, that I'm AV monitor in, in Appomattox. I let people into the Zoom meetings and arrange for the practice discussion and all of that. Hmm. And so, um, so something touches you about the welcoming. Yeah, I never see it that way. Okay. Yeah. Some of this crying, it's it's funny. I wonder about it because it's just a wondering, as you said. Okay, Josh understood what he what he was doing there. I don't really ask myself, you know, what you know. I bow when whenever I admit somebody into the room, and there is a respect with that bow. Um. Uh, yeah, can I use? So what I'm what I'm sensing is your heart's opened to something deeper than you're describing your role. Deeper than clicking, admit. Absolutely, it's always deeper than that. But there, there's some real opportunity there to inquire and take the inquiry into that that role. You know. It's like you've given me a conventional description of what you do. I think that's how I approach things a lot. It's a yeah. job. Yeah. So here's here's the opportunity. Here's the 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 opportunity to fall into something. To really let yourself see what you can do and how you can be. And I'm really touched because it's like if something you know we've shared has touched you, then there's there's a potential for some real deep inquiry. Inquiry should go on way after inquiry, you know. Yeah, and and when you um, answered the question about um, what do you do or something, you said I I wonder about things. Hmm. I thought. Wow, how do you do that? How do you get, you know, it seems that I'm probably busy myself too much to have the, uh, or even to just think about wondering. You know? you're, you're, you're kind of wondering now, aren't you? You're wondering what you do. Yeah. There's the entryway. And I'm wondering it's... with you, and that helps. Yeah. Yeah, we can wonder together. It's something we can, you can share wondering. In that very, what seems a very precise and um, clearly um, described way that, you know, the job is, you can go deeper. 
deeper. You've yeah. seen you've seen through it. Yeah, I feel like uh, you're uh, describing how you are has given me permission. Thank you. Thank you. And, and I'm feeling, you know, the wonder kind of flowing between us now. So I have a wonder buddy. <laughs> Thank you. That will, that will help me a lot. I don't know how it'll feel to you, but it will help me a lot. Wonder buddies. Yeah. Thank you. Share the wonder. Thank you so much. So I think we're coming to the end of our time together today. It's been really wonderful to, to be with you again. Um, and we'll now go to the, um, the closing verses, please, if you'd like to say them with me. Josh, you're muted. <laughs> Caught in the self-centered dream, only suffering, holding to self-centered thoughts, exactly the dream. Each moment, life as it is, the only teacher, being just this moment, compassion's way. <coughs> holding to self-centered thoughts, exactly the dream. Each moment, life as it is, the only teacher, being just this moment, compassion's way. Self-centered dream, only suffering. Holding to self-centered thoughts, exactly the dream. Each moment, life as it is, the only teacher. Being just this moment, compassion's way. Thank you. Thank you so much, Josh, and thank you everyone so much for being here. Appamata's programs and facilities are supported through your generosity and your support makes a huge difference. I'm placing a link uh, for contributions to just this and to Appamata in the chat. Uh, please feel free to make your contributions that way if, if that's one way that you like to do it. And now uh, turning it over to Maria for some, for some chatting on the porch.